We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fires downfield to Jamar Chase. He's got it. Wow. Takes it all the way. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Pass is caught. Touchdown. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and I'm joined by Sean Siegel of RoadofHis.com. Sean, we're going to kick off today's show. I did mention it on Tuesday's show, but I don't know. Sometimes maybe people turn off the shows before they get to the end. Uh, they may have not listened all the way through. We'll pretend that that doesn't happen and everyone listens right through to the end of the outro music. But I know myself, sometimes I listen to podcasts and I might be you know, driving in the car and then you get out of the car, you forget to click play again. But we do have a Scott Fishbowl entry to give away to one of our loyal podcast listeners Scott Fish has given us one entry to give away. And last year, as I mentioned on Tuesday's show, the winner of our contest almost won the whole thing out of all the entries that was in it. Simple contest to enter. All you have to do is go to the link in today's show notes. You'll see then a tweet that I have pinned on my Twitter account. It'll give you the steps then as to how to enter. Free to enter, easy to enter. Give yourself a chance to win a Scott Fishbowl 12 entry. Maybe you're already in it. Maybe a friend of yours wants to get in, let them know. Let's get uh, let's get as many people into it as we can, give everyone a chance to get involved. But that's how I'm going to kick off today's show, Sean. But Scott Fish Bowl will be probably just a couple of weeks away. I think it's maybe three weeks away. So I'm looking forward to, to getting into it. Maybe we'll even try and get Scott on before it, it all kicks off. But that there is a, a conversation, I guess, for another day as we can we can talk through those scoring settings on another time. But what we are going to do today is talk through your best ball workshop content up on rotaviz.com. Some of the most important reading, I think, for anyone playing best ball. You talked last week about the best ball evaluation and the impact of structural drafting and how to benefit from the accumulation of small edges. Something we've touched on on the show a number of times is the edges are getting a little bit smaller because drafters are getting you know, more content, more information, becoming smarter drafters, making better decisions. But there is still small edges there, and you talk about how you can, you know, accumulate those small edges to give you quite a big advantage. Then, when it gets to best ball drafting, exactly, you can put those small edges together, and you're also ready then to understand the overall draft approach and evolve, make that next little step that allows you to anticipate some moves 
stay a step ahead of the crowd. So we really love what we've been able to do through the years with the best ball workshop, the tools that Mike Beers built. He's in this draft with me. He had a little bit of a, an unusual build for what he normally does. And so if you're interested, make sure you go and, and check that out on the site. But Colin, today we'll be talking about a number of different trends that we saw manifest in this league and then some elements that we want to try to incorporate to beat even very strong drafting rooms or give ourselves the best chance to beat those rooms. The first thing that we look at here is just the evolution of the first five rounds, right? I looked back at 2018 through to today. In 2018, five of the drafters had three running backs in the first five rounds. So a three running back start. Fast forward to 2022 and only one drafter, JJ, does that. And the interesting thing there, and one of the things I definitely think that readers should check out listeners will be fired up about if you're not a subscriber you do want to get in there Connor O'Driscoll has put together a little sort of mini workshop on the three builds that will work for you really in best ball altogether these focus specifically on some of the tools we have with underdog but they're such cool articles right and some of the titles here don't overthink uniqueness in a zero rb build an unusual anchor RB approach with even more upside, fixing hyperfragile, dominating with a contrarian approach. Not surprisingly, one of the things that you're looking at with hyperfragile is it actually has to be that, which means that once you get those running backs early, you have to stop and pivot to other positions. Column only one drafter in this entire league had three running backs in the first five rounds, and that drafter didn't draft another running back in the entire first 15 and so from that perspective we get a very clear picture of a draft room where the running back trends and specifically sort of how we balance running backs and wide receivers early how we're trying to dominate and win the flex long-time listeners long-time readers will know that back in 2013 2014 2015 our huge focus with fantasy douche and the rest of the writing room at that time was this idea of you have to win the race to fill the flex. Drafters are now more aggressive trying to do that than they ever have been. Yeah, 100%. And I think obviously the popularity of flexes leads to more people being aware of how to use those to your advantage. And that is something that we're talking about a lot when we talk about structural drafting and the, the benefits of having those extra wide receivers. But Sean, we talked on Tuesday's show about the running back start and particularly in round trip two how a lot of running backs went early in round trip two and it's very interesting to see through this then that most of the teams that did that just their wide receiver builds after that so not making those mistakes that we do see a lot of people making in regular draft rooms when we're drafting but um very interesting to see how it's playing out here and the experts draft which is the mfl 10 off death but you also mentioned conor o'driscoll and the, the pieces that he is up on the website so if you aren't also, you know, subscribed to Rotoviz, there was three podcasts that myself and Connor recorded, and number one of those came out this past Monday, the thirteenth of June. It is up on the Rotoviz baseball feed. Fantastic feedback on it already. Check that out from Connor talking to myself about part one of that series, and we will have the other parts coming out each Monday over the next two weeks. So fantastic stuff from Connor, but highly recommend reading that up on rotaviz.com sean looking through the best ball workshop and the best ball bills we talk a lot about the structure and how important it is 
four of the key things that you point out in this are draft the best player available early to determine whether you start with a zero RB, an anchor RB, or a hyper fragile. I've been getting a lot of feedback back on some of the comments on YouTube, for example, saying that all we do is talk about running backs and draft running backs. Why are we not doing zero RB? And this is the perfect point is depending on the draft, we're going to do whatever the best strategy entails after that. Um, and, you know, that is the key. I think a lot of people are going to say, well, all is you want to do is this type of draft or that type of draft. That one line that you have in this article sets it up perfectly. It's draft the best player available early to determine which one of those is. Is that best player Jonathan Taylor at the 101? Then it's an anchor RB or a hero RB or a modified zero RB approach and so on. Are you drafting at the 105? Is it Jamar Chase? That changes the approach. So excellent there. Selecting an elite tight end. I think people are becoming more aware of that, but I do still think that there's a strong edge because I think in a lot of drafts, people come in thinking, I need one tight end. Tight end's not that important. They're all rubbish after the first five guys, so let me wait on tight end. And then you get caught in a little bit of a hole there. So have your elite tight end. Select at least five receivers in the first 10 rounds. Why do you need five five receivers? Because you want to win the flex. You need to have the extra firepower. You need to have players that are going to be able to fill your bye weeks fill injuries fill certain dips in performances for example and then have that two quarterback in the window squad so they're all key objectives of trying to build the perfect baseball team i don't know if you want to touch on how it played out for you in the mfl 10 of death or if you want to dive more into those points but i'll let you take it away from whichever direction you want to go well, a couple of, of fun things early, right, that sort of set up where we're going from that point. Uh, Pat Thorman, who, again, is the the creator and really the, the mind behind this league, didn't select a running back in the first five rounds. And that's the first time I think that that has happened since 2017. That was a team that I drafted, a team that won. And especially when you look at the draft trends at that time, selecting all of those wide receivers you know with the elite tight end you just end up with this super team that is very difficult to beat and so i don't think that it was necessarily a surprise that it did win that time around it's going to be a little bit more difficult in some ways to do it in 2022 and yet i love the team that he has built here in part because i actually do love the wide receivers and we've talked a lot about how a lot of the early wide receivers don't look that exciting his receivers are Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, and Jerry Judy. Judy, the one who there as the third of the three guys and the fourth round pick, is a little bit more of a wild card, but a wild card with extreme upside. Judy, somebody that I am drafting a lot. You look at the tight ends. You have Mark Andrews and Darren Waller in there. You know, you're not going to need to take a third tight end with those two guys. The firepower from them, and I think that Darren Waller is – vastly undervalued in 2022 i really like him as a pick so i think this team that pat has built is really cool we talked about how the running backs are not being drafted as as much and one of the things that definitely jumped out is that especially in the dead zone the running back picks were almost non-existent and yet even with that only one zero rb build it looks like a beautiful team the flip side of that is that after going wide receiver, wide receiver, and taking pits, things we talked about on Tuesday, I actually selected Brees Hall and J.K. Dobbins. So 
two running backs in the dead zone. We know there's a lot of risk there. We've talked a lot, and Ben Gretsch, who is you know both the coiner and one of the biggest dead zone gurus, has talked a lot about how when you're going to take running backs in that range, you want them to fit a specific profile, and we think that they do. Those are a couple of guys who featured in our running back draft plan for 2022. The last four ceiling banana shows, we brought you our draft plan at the different positions the four positions there for this season i think those were a lot of fun had some people reaching out to me which is a little bit more difficult colin so i know when i get some things through all of the different uh, firewalls or what have you that people did like those shows we appreciate all of the great comments on them probably have some twitter notifications as well but they'll never be seen they probably won't be seen. I do appreciate them. I, they live kind of in this, you know, one of my favorite lines of all time, because it was probably the worst line that's been in the movie, is the uh, Indiana Jones crystal skull space between spaces line there at the end. But I do think that those tweets probably do live in that that range. And with all the universes out there, with all the different iterations of ourselves, I mean, there are some versions of Sean Siegel who is really enjoying those tweets in the parallel universe and i appreciate the people who are leaving them that that is awesome so don't don't stop if if you're one of the people who is leaving me some notifications it's always possible that i will be back at some point but more seriously colin we look through here and we look at what's happening in these key rounds from round six to round ten and I took a couple of quarterbacks. Mike Beers took a couple of quarterbacks. Scott Barrett took a couple of quarterbacks. Rummy took Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson at the 7-8 turn. When you make those selections, you're obviously giving up some very good players at wide receiver and running back. But the QB window is a very real thing. You pull up the best ball win rate explorer. You go to the positional heat map and you see some dark green in these rounds that we refer to as the window. You look at the more recent years, and this is one of the things that JJ, the ultimate QB guru to the stars, to the fantasy community, joined us on overtime early in the offseason and talked about some of the things that we are seeing, which is this tighter relationship between QB ADP and quarterback scoring. There's some trends within reality football that lead us to believe that that is something that's real as opposed to a couple year fluke as a result the window really moving into that round seven through round nine range and that's especially true for your second quarterback i think that with the way that we've thought about fantasy football for so many years and the way that late round quarterback was so successful for so many years and even today I mean, one of the things that i've argued is i think it's more successful still right now than some people believe, especially in redraft, where you only have to play one and you can do some different things to work through that as the season goes along. Best ball is a different animal, right? You want to have those two guys. You want them to score a lot of points. QB scoring is important. And mixing in the right types of players in those ranges is going to be one of the keys to whether or not you win your league if you're in tournaments to whether you're competitive for the really big prizes. So the way that this draft developed I took Juju in round six, and then we wrap back into round seven. The 701 
Drake London, the 702, Traylon Burks. Those are kind of the last two guys I was looking at. Juju was only my third wide receiver because I had taken those two backs in the dead zone. If there were extremely compelling wide receiver picks there, I would have had to look at that. But we want to kind of meld two ideas here. One is to get the two QB in the window build. That's crucial. And then two is to hit the quarterbacks when you kind of get stuck at this wide receiver tier break. Don't necessarily give up big value at wide receiver to force the QBs in. But when you get to the flat area, make sure you start to hammer them. So I selected Jalen Hurts. It was a tricky decision between Hurts and Burrow there for me. Then wrapping back around, it's this question of, is Trey Lance going to make it? And is there any other player who might push me off of him? Now, with the two running backs early, it wasn't necessarily a case of seriously considering running back. Wide receiver was still the need. But there are a couple of guys who get pushed down because this is a little bit more wide receiver heavy room, especially after the first two rounds. And if Ken Walker or Devin Singletary had made it back, it would have been a difficult question, but those guys do go three and then just a single pick. Devin Singletary is selected by Pat. We talked about his zero RB build. When you're able to come back and get Devin Singletary and Chase Edmonds in rounds eight and nine, then, I mean, how much have you even actually given up? by selecting those wide receivers so you and i have talked and you just mentioned the feedback we're getting on some of our shows that in some cases we're not as wide receiver heavy in 2022 as we've been in past years there are draft slots and there are scenarios that play out within given drafts to where zero rb still very very strong i love what pat has done trey lance does make it back i select him to go with hertz now i have these two quarterbacks I like the fact that both of them are hybrid options who present that elite upside on the ground. But then if the addition of AJ Brown launches Jalen Hurts, then I think you're talking about someone who challenges for the overall QB1. With Trey Lance, you're talking about someone who, if he can pass at all with these elite weapons in Samuel, Ayuk, and Kittle, to go with what we all kind of expect to be elite rushing upside then he is someone who is in the competition for the overall QB1. To be able to take those guys as the QB6 and the QB12 at prices that are still very significant, but not at the level of where a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson, a Herbert, a Murray, Mahomes, what those guys cost you, that I think to me is the key for 2022 builds. The tools show it. I mentioned the Best Ball Win Rate Explorer. You can also go into the Roster Construction Explorer and see how putting these different pieces together and what that means for you. In this particular instance, you've got a win rate up in the 15% range. I mean, that's gigantic compared to what we're looking at for a lot of other things that are very trendy that do move the needle. And like we talked about, the whole... Uh, header for this show is the accumulation of small edges but column not all the edges are actually all that small yeah they're not they're not that small and you know in this show we've talked about four edges that are there and are available and when you look at the mfl 10 of death if you are reading sean's piece up on rotoviz.com it is it's very very interesting and it's actually very positive to see with obviously as you would expect with experts in a draft like this seeing so many of the elements executed correctly whether you go 
running back early and then don't draft running backs. We talked on Tuesday's show, but Evan Silva had taken Dalvin Cook and then Aaron Jones, but then he goes four wide receivers straight, then Miles Sanders, then back to Robert Woods, then gets a quarterback in the 10th round. You know, not continuously. I was in the draft on Tuesday uh, where one of the teams started with five running backs straight to start their draft. Like that's probably not going to work very well in the long run. Now that, that could they could beat me in that draft, but it's it's probably going to be unlikely based on the structure of their team. But when we look through this draft in particular, a lot of those elements being put into work correctly, and it is a case of the ev- evolution of, I guess, drafting the evolution of best ball and how using tools to see how these outcomes can be used on a year-to-year basis. The other thing you mentioned was the dead zone. To see just like I'm looking at this as a color-coded chart with know tight ends in yellow quarterbacks in red wide receivers in green and then we have uh, running backs in blue and you know that five through ten range really until you get to the eighth round the blue has disappeared they are drafting in the correct way they're not you know reaching for those guys who aren't really going to probably work out from this year and the wide receivers are are going in quite heavy there and through those 10 rounds there's 55 wide receivers drafted uh, there's 38 running backs drafted so you can see how that might vary from some of the the leagues that people might be involved in um and and you know the only the only team that hasn't a quarterback through those 10 rounds when we talk about the window and that and we're not going to doubt him it is the late round quarterback himself jj zacharies and so he's staying true to brand there but i think um very interesting draft check it out up on rotaviz.com but Sean, as we get ready to close this one out, the key parts of the draft, we touched on those four elements. Anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, I think that the thing that jumps out as you put it all together is that when you stack these little advantages, they do add up, but you have to be intentional in terms of how you're drafting because it's not going to just happen. And 
even though the individual pieces are very easy to accomplish, putting them all together is difficult, right? Only five drafters are going to get one of those five elite tight ends. Now, that doesn't mean that they're gonna you're gonna lose if you don't have them. There are a lot of other guys that we like. There are a lot of other players who could break out and be a league winning type of tight end this season. It's more a matter of as you're trying to stack the deck in your favor, you're gonna have the elite tight end that creates the upside to save a roster spot and to win you your individual league also creates that upside if you're in a tournament to have that week 16, that week 17 explosion to win the entire contest. And then you still draft, obviously, your favorite breakout candidate later. And probably you have a mix of three or four guys that you are working in, depending on the draft, where you fall, who falls to you in that draft. So you're not taking your exposure to these other tight ends down to zero just because you have one of the top guys you have to mix those two things together but there's a limit to the number of teams that can have that elite tight end because there are a limit to the number of elite tight ends there's also a limit to the number of quarterbacks that go in the window justin fields for me is really kind of the last guy who is sort of a lock for that based on his profile and what the different scenarios are to play out for him based on adp kirk cousins who we talked about how this Minnesota Vikings offense may really blow up. He's someone who, despite his reality limitations, has been a solid fantasy quarterback even in the past, even in some of these more pedestrian run-heavy types of offenses. Tua is someone who is being drafted as a guy in that window, and that's going to happen when you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. You get below that, and again, it's not to say that a quarterback outside the window couldn't be a league winner just because the numbers are not in favor of that over the past handful of years doesn't mean that something couldn't happen in 2022 but there are reasons to believe that it's less likely to happen you're looking at that qb window as being 16 to 18 guys deep again you can see that not every team can draft two of them there aren't 24 there are 16 to 18 so quite a few drafters in your league are going to be left without a chair when the music stops and to get where you want to be you have to make sure you kind of plan ahead for that then you throw those two elements in with trying to make sure you have enough wide receivers because if you take that spot out for a tight end and you take the two spots out for the quarterbacks then you have fewer other picks to execute the wide receiver heavy draft that you also want so it's not going to just happen as you go through and take some player values. You have to work through how you're going to do it. And that doesn't mean that you're going to draft robotically. One of the things that we talk about all the time is make sure that the structure works for you, not against you. Make sure that it amplifies your player selections, doesn't limit them and limit you. And you know, going through some of these drafts, trying to execute the strategy, then giving yourself a... An evaluation afterward where you look at what you did some other things that you could have done you know if you're someone who is drafting heavily in best ball sort of for the first time in 2022 that's going to be especially important but i also wouldn't go in and think to myself okay this is sort of my first year it's a learning year and i make a lot of mistakes i'm going to be competitive in 2023 you can get up to a very high level right away if you execute the lessons from the best ball workshop 
and you have these sort of after action reports for yourself where you go through, make sure that any mistakes that you're making, you figure out a way to fix and you have a plan for what you're going to do. Now, that plan needs to be fluid. It needs to include creativity, but I mean, you can get awfully good at best ball in a real hurry if you execute these lessons. Yeah, indeed. And I think, Sean, the key there as well is this is one piece. We talk about it a lot, but the best ball workshop is up on rotaviz.com. You can check out lots of work Sean has done over the years. You can also check out lots of other stuff from the rotaviz team. But if you just go and read the best ball workshop, it is evergreen. You will be a smarter, better drafter in 2022 for it. And hopefully it'll help you win those fantasy football leagues. But Sean, Getting ready to close out the second show of the week. We will have a show coming your way on Saturday as well. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the Rotoviz podcast feed. Drop us a written and review on your favorite app. A lot of people have reached out to me to say they have refreshed the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Sean mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you can even go in and add a full stop to it or whatever, a smiley face, whatever way you want to do it. Just make sure that it's a five-star review and uh, that will help us with the algorithm as we try to push ourselves up those charts ahead of the NFL season. And of course, I mentioned at the start of the show, we do have a Scott Fishbowl entry to give away. Details of that are in today's show notes. You can also find it on my pinned tweet on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter as well while you're doing that, at Overtime Ireland. But that is going to get us towards the end of today's show. If you want to get a 10% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass, use the code RBRADIO2022 at checkout on rotoviz.com. And we will be back on Saturday, as I mentioned. My name is Colin Kelly. My co-host is Sean Siegel. Check out all of Sean's work, including what we talked through today, up on rotaviz.com. And until we're back, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.